Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome back. This week is another solo episode from me about a very much requested topic, motivation. And I know it's something that lots of us struggle with, lots of us struggle to find or to keep our motivation when we're working towards our goals, in our jobs, in our fitness, or really just in our day-to-day lives. So I really hope that I can use this episode to share some ways that you can practically boost your motivation too. And just to start off by saying that motivation is something that comes and goes. It is completely unrealistic to think that we are going to be 100% motivated at all times. It is something that will naturally peak and fall at different points in our lives. And that is completely, completely normal. But I think really the problem with that cycle is it's very closely linked with an all or nothing mindset. So we get very excited about something, our motivation rockets sky high, we want to do it all, we jump in too soon, and then we very quickly come plummeting back down the other side, that initial buzz has worn off and we don't have the motivation to do anything. So you might have found that when you're going back to the gym in January, we all get very excited, we're very driven, we go all in, we go to the gym every day for two weeks, that novelty then wears off and we have no motivation to go back for months on end. And although it is completely natural for our motivation to come up to some and go down to some extent um, and to have that, that cycle is completely natural. But your mindset and your attitude is something that you can control and it is possible to become a more motivated person. So if you're finding um, that you are struggling to get motivated, I am going to share my 12 top tips to help reset the tone, break through that mental barrier and boost a new light of motivation and drive into your life. So let's get started. So the first thing, and I think probably one of the most important things, and you've probably heard it a million times before, but that's because it is so fundamental, is knowing your why. What is your why? Why do you want to make this change? Why do you want to incorporate this thing into your life? And really making sure that it's a why that's personal to you. So is it so you can feel more confident? Is it so you can live a happier, healthier life? Is it so you can chase your kids around in the park? Is it so you can be more productive? And really on the days that you're not feeling it, that is the thing that you need to be coming back to. And really that's why it needs to be something that's important to you. So it's not just a generic goal that everyone else is doing, your partner's doing, your friends are doing it. It's just the dumb thing. So you feel like you should actually getting to the bottom, getting to the root cause of why you actually want to make this change in your life. And actually, do you want to make this change in your life? I think lots of us set goals because we feel like it's the done thing and because we should be doing it. But actually, do you really want that end goal? 
And if you don't, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to feel motivated about it. So actually really digging deep and, and a tool that you might um, have heard of to do that is the seven whys. So asking yourself seven times, like a pestering child would, why do you actually want to achieve that thing and really get to the bottom and get to the root cause of why you're doing it and what means to you. So what's it going to allow you to achieve? What's it going to feel like when you get there? What happiness is, going to, is it going to bring into your life? Um, and really, yeah, ultimately, why do you want to achieve this thing? Number two is goal setting. So setting clear, tangible, realistic goals, which excite you. So I personally find setting goals very, very motivating and rewarding. So I set my goals annually, I set them quarterly and I set them monthly. So what are the big things that you want to achieve? Is it one or two things? Is it five things? Think about where you want to be, what you want to have achieved in a year's time and set that as a goal for X date to achieve it. So I always set my goals, I write them down, I put them on a vision board, I tell my friends, I post it on social media, what it, whatever it is and whatever way you want to do it, get really clear on the end goal. Where are you heading? When do you want to achieve it? And what's it going to look and feel like to achieve that end goal? Not having something wishy-washy that, oh, I just want to get like slightly fitter or I just want to be more productive I want to be able to wake up earlier actually make it a specific goal of I want to wake up at 7 a.m five days a week I want to be able to run a 10k and have something clear and tangible that you are working towards let that vision vision be your motivation and guide you on the days when you don't feel as motivated Number three is making an action plan. So after you've set those goals, how can you break them down into baby steps, into mini milestones and defining the small achievable actions under each one? So what are the little things that you can be doing every day or every week? What are the habits you want to incorporate into your life? What small things are you doing to start moving you outside of your comfort zone? and try to focus on the small and the slow, steady wins. So finding one or two things a week that you can be doing to move you closer to the big end goal. So the way that I do it is I like to set my goals, I take each goal in turn, and I create a step-by-step -step plan to get there. I set myself mini milestones, and I basically break that goal down into these are the 10 small steps that I need to take to achieve that big goal starting slower, making it realistic, and gradually building yourself up and allowing those practices to become a normal part of your everyday life and focus on consistency rather than taking huge leaps and doing things which are really moving you out of your comfort zone. It's all about those baby steps. You don't suddenly need to leap from zero to 100. You have to be gradually taking those baby steps that are going to get you there. And I find that really links to motivation because things feel achievable. Things feel realistic. They fit nicely within your schedule. You've got the time. You've got the energy to do them. And you're able to keep that momentum and feel like you are moving forward and that you're making progress. Number four is planning your week. And I know that my life would be a complete mess if I had no organization. And that definitely reflects in my motivation and my clarity of mind and my productive productiveness. 
for my day or my week. So actually giving yourself a plan. I like to sit down on a Sunday evening. I give myself a schedule when I'm working, when I'm exercising, when my social plans are, when my free time is. So I feel like I'm in control. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I've got time to do these things before the week has even begun. And similarly, every evening, I will look at my diary for the following day. And you might be thinking, how does that link to motivation? But I think, like I said, to start with, it's completely unrealistic to think we are always going to be motivated. So actually having a plan in place, having things scheduled in your diary that you want to get done that are going to help you move forward. So you don't even have to think about it. If you wake up and you're tired, you can't be bothered to think, your body is almost in this autopilot clockwork mode. And it's one less thing to think about. You just need to be following that schedule. So you know exactly what you're doing. There's no unnecessary faffing or temptation to roll back into bed. And it really ensures that you are using your time um, in the best way possible. And I know for me that if I start the day on a good note, if I start the day feeling good, being productive, getting outside, getting some fresh air, having a good breakfast, feeling like I'm on a roll, that definitely reflects in my motivation and my productivity for the rest of the day. So actually, how can you take 10 minutes on on a Sunday or a Monday morning or on a Friday afternoon, whenever you want to do it, to actually plan what your week's going to look like and where you're going to fit those actions in that are going to help you get towards that big end goal that you want to achieve. Number five is checking in with yourself regularly. So lots of us set our goals at the start of the year, we get clear on what those mini milestones are going to look like, and then we close the book and we put it in a drawer and we don't look at it again. But actually taking 10 minutes a week or even 10 minutes a month to reflect on your yearly goals, to reflect on your progress, to even think about, is this still a priority? Is this something that I still want to be working towards? And then looking at, okay, what's gone well last week or what's gone well last month? What do I need to do differently? What can I do more of? What do I need to do less of? And constantly be checking in with yourself of where you are, what progress you've made, what things need to change. Because so often we get towards the end of the year, we look back on what we what our intention was in January and we haven't moved in the right direction at all. And, and we've completely forgotten half of those goals that we've set ourselves. So actually constantly taking the time, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time, it can be five, 10 minutes a week to reflect on where are you at and what do you need to change going forward? And how can you pivot things if your circumstances are changing? Number six is self-care, setting strict boundaries and prioritizing balance, prioritizing rest. And so often I think that we mistake a lack of motivation for actually being exhausted and feeling burnt out. And I'm sure whenever you feel like you're tired, when you're being pulled pillar to post, you don't know what day of the week it is, you feel absolutely exhausted you probably do not feel very motivated, even about the most exciting things in your life. So really not overdoing it. And especially at the start, when you are excited and you want to go all in, remember to take things slow and that everything that you are adding to your life needs to be sustainable long-term. It needs to fit with your lifestyle. It needs to fit with your time, with your energy, without you burning out. And of course, 
setting goals is great, but not at the expense of your health and your happiness and your sanity. So think about what are you doing every week and actually every day that is just for you, that's filling your cup up. What boundaries have you got in place? When are you saying no? What things are you tolerating? And how are you making sure that you're giving yourself the time you need to put yourself at the top of your list of priorities? Number seven is asking for support and having a level of accountability. And I think this has been over, especially the last year on a personal level, this has probably been the biggest thing that has kept me motivated and kept me moving forward. Having somebody or having a community or a couple of people that know what you're trying to achieve and can cheer you along, can inspire you, can pick you up on the days when you're falling down, can hold you accountable, can check in with you. So whether you want to tell a single friend and they can check in with you every week, whether you want to work with a coach, whether you want to join a community of people who are going through the the same journey, whether you want to publicly share it, that's kind of how so many social media accounts were set up, right? Of people wanting that level of accountability, wanting that level of support. How can you find yourself someone or something that is going to give you that drive every day? So on the days when you don't feel like it, you've got someone to turn to and you've got someone who is going to put you right back on track. And even in terms of asking for support, that could be like asking for support around the house. So think about like if you want to if you want to do a a course or you want to do some studying or if you want to get back into the gym, what other people can help you in being able to make it easier for you to achieve that goal? So maybe it's asking your partner to cook dinner one evening when you're doing your studying Maybe it's getting your food shop delivered. Maybe it's getting a cleaner. Maybe it's um, asking a friend to pick your kids up from school one day. How can you lean on other people and stop feeling like you have to do everything yourself? How can you ask other people to support you, to give you back the time, to give you back the energy, to give you back the headspace, to actually be able to work towards these things? Number eight is getting in a routine and focusing on what works for you. So if going to the gym or whatever you're trying to achieve at 6am is completely unrealistic for you, you know that at 6am you are never going to be able to get yourself out of bed when your alarm goes off. Don't set yourself a routine of getting up at 6am and going to the gym or, or doing whatever it is you want to do. Tune in with your body and what feels good for you. So when do you have more energy? When do you feel more alert? When do you feel more motivated to do these things? Similarly, if you know that it gets to the end of the work day and you are going to feel drained and you can't be bothered and you've completely lost all motivation, then set your alarm an hour earlier and get up and get it done. So number nine is making it fun, enjoying the journey and romanticizing it. So you want good vibes only. And I think a lot of the time, especially I know when I've set goals in the past, I've I've thought that it's pushing and forcing and punishment and sacrificing and hard work and compromise to get to that end goal. 
but actually how can you enjoy getting there? How can you find more joy in the process? And remember, when you are setting these goals, it's because it's actually going to bring more, it's going to bring happiness, it's going to bring peace, whatever it is, it's going to bring great things into your life. That's why you're setting the goal in the first place. So why do we make the journey to get there so bloody painful? And we are so hard on ourselves the whole time. So actually, can you go and work in a, a bougie cafe a couple of afternoons a week when you're working on a project that you don't particularly enjoy? Can you make yourself a nice drink when you're doing your emails? Can you listen to music while you're doing your work? Can you go to the gym with a friend? Can you go to a class that you find more enjoyable? How can you do it in a way that excites you and that feels good every step of the way so that you don't dread it and you're not just counting down to get towards this end goal and actually focusing on how can you enjoy the journey more so even if I'm doing something like cleaning my house how can I make that more enjoyable put exciting music on have a good old sing and dance while I'm doing it how can you find joy in the everyday not just in that end destination Number 10 is rewarding yourself and celebrating your successes every step along the way. So similarly to the one before, not just waiting for that big end goal to drink a bottle of champagne and kick your feet up and saying, oh, I'll rest when I've achieved that and I'll treat myself to that when I've got to that big end goal. Actually, celebrating every single milestone that you hit. And I think that's why it's so important when you're setting your goals, not to just have that big end goal, but actually to have all of the baby mini milestones along the way as well and celebrate those things just as much as you would the big end goal. So taking time monthly, weekly, if not daily, to reflect on the things that you've achieved, the things that you're proud of, the times when you've stepped outside your comfort zone, you've done something brave, you've hit a small milestone, and I think a lot of the time, I know I do it, that we focus on all the things that we haven't got done. We look at our to-do list at the end of the day and we focus on all of the things that we haven't ticked off of it, the opportunities that we missed, the gym session that we didn't get to. But actually, what if you started to focus and reward yourself for the good things, for the achievements you've had? And even just taking five minutes at the end of the day to sit down and think about those things. So I um, I have a bit of a routine that every single day when I'm finished work for the day, before I'm about to close my laptop, I'll sit down and I will write down three things that I achieved that day. And I'll write down one thing that I'm looking forward to the following day. So little things like that, how you can be celebrating all those tiny little baby steps. So for example, every time I get a new client, I still have a sing and dance and a little celebration as if it was my first. Even like going to the gym, I always have like a, a sing and a dance and like a, a virtual pat myself on the back when I'm coming home from a gym session. And actually really acknowledging all of those small steps along the way is a great way to keep you, keep your momentum and keep you motivated and keep, keep you feeling like you are moving forwards. Number 11 is setting yourself a challenge. And I think this is a great one if you are struggling to get started, if maybe you've got an end goal that feels really far away, you don't know where to begin, or you're trying to get back into something. 
how can you set yourself a time frame to stick with something? So maybe you're saying for a week, I'm going to wake up earlier. For a week, I'm gonna commit to doing 10,000 steps a day. Or can you set yourself like a 21 day challenge or a 30 day, whatever it is? How can you take some, a huge goal that you want to work towards and really shrink it back into a week or a few days or a month? and commit for a certain period of time and say, for this week or this month, I'm gonna have no excuses, I'm gonna have no alarm snoozing, I'm gonna get up an hour earlier and I'm gonna take action. And I'm gonna commit to getting myself outside my comfort zone every single day for the next seven days. Whether it's going to the gym, writing a blog, reading a book, doing your studying, it can be a very effective way of kickstarting a change and switching up your existing routine. It gives your brain and your body a a bit of a time frame to adopt a new habit or technique, um, which might feel slightly foreign or slightly overwhelming to begin with. And finally, number 12 is being kinder to yourself, not beating yourself up about having a bad day, going off plan, feeling unmotivated, drinking too much on the weekend accept things that have happened and move on and and actually just acknowledging that at times of the year it's okay to chill out it's okay to not feel completely driven and you don't need to beat yourself up over that I always think as humans we are very much like the seasons we have we have our seasons where we feel really busy and buzzy and we feel really bright and we're smashing everything and we feel like we want to get up and go and achieve all these great things But equally, we have times of the year when we want to take a step back, when we want to chill out, when we want to go at a bit of a slower pace. And that is completely normal. So don't feel like you have to be pushing yourself to be driven and to be motivated and to want to be busy all of the time. It's it's okay to want to take a step back sometimes. And actually just forgiving yourself for for the things that you've wanted to achieve in the past and, and you've fallen off track or you haven't ended up achieving them or something's happened and you've you've been struggling for motivation. Accepting that we, we all do things that we regret, we all make mistakes, we all have times when we don't do the things we set out to achieve. Let those go and just know that it's never too late if you want to make a change and you want to start incorporating a new routine or new habits or whatever it is into your life. So actually just being kinder to yourself and just listening to your body more, acknowledging the times when the most productive thing you can do is taking your foot off the pedal and resting and not pushing and forcing all of the time. So those are my 12 tips for boosting your motivation. I hope that you found those useful. Um, Some of them you might have been familiar with already. You might have tried before, but it might have just been a, a nice recap for you. Some of them might be something slightly different, which you can incorporate into your life. So just as a quick recap, number one was what is your why? Why do you want to make this change? Why do you want to incorporate this thing into your life? Number two is goal setting. So setting yourself some clear, tangible, realistic goals that are motivating, they're exciting, and you've got a clear deadline of what you're working towards and when you want to achieve it by. Number three is making an action plan. So breaking those goals down into mini milestones and defining the 
baby steps and the small achievable actions which will build up to that bigger end goal. Number four is planning your day, having a bit of organization for the days where you don't feel so motivated. You know what your week looks like. You've got no excuses. It's all looking great in your diary and you can just get up and go on autopilot. Number five is checking in with yourself and checking in with your goals regularly. So taking 10 minutes a week or monthly to look back, what progress have you made? Is it still a priority? What's gone well? Where do I need to make changes? And how can I make sure that I am moving forward in the coming weeks and months? Number seven is asking for support, whether it's around the house, whether it's asking a friend, whether it's working with a coach and having some level of accountability. Someone who is gonna check in with you, someone who's gonna make sure that you are putting one foot in front of the other and pick you up on those days where you aren't feeling like it. Number seven, uh, sorry, number eight is getting into a routine and focusing on, um, on what works for you, what works with your energy levels, what works with your time, what works with your schedule, what feels good and being a bit selfish about when you fit things into your life and not always bending backwards for everyone else's schedule, but actually making it feel good for you. Number nine, making it fun, enjoying the process and thinking about how can you find joy every step along the way, not just when you get to the end destination. Number 10, rewarding yourself, celebrating your successes along the way, not just waiting for those big end milestones, but actually taking time daily, weekly, monthly to reflect on how far you've come and celebrating those small things and not just waiting to celebrate when you've achieved, um, achieved the end goal. Number 11 is setting yourself a challenge. So setting yourself a, a two week challenge, a 21 day challenge, a one week challenge, where you are going to have a certain period of time where you commit to no excuses and you are gonna get it done, you're gonna take action. And for that, that certain number of days, you are going to change up your existing routine and kickstart your journey. And finally, number 12 is being kind to yourself, accepting that no one's perfect, you're not going to feel 100% driven and 100% motivated all of the time. And that is completely normal. So forgiving yourself and letting yourself rest along the way and knowing that not every single day you are going to leap out of bed and want to smash all of these goals. So I really hope that you found that useful. If you did, feel free to uh, message me if you wanted to speak about anything on my Instagram at Katie Sarah Forbes. And if you would be so kind to rate, to review, to subscribe to the podcast, I would be extremely, extremely grateful. But until next time, sending you all lots of love. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and I will speak with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at Katie Sarah Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.